Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Looking ahead to 2023, next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Adam Azer. And while the season's not officially finished, it's mostly finished the fantasy season. I'm 70% favored in... All three of my championship games, I'm feeling pretty good about my chances, but also really dreading have to, having to wait until Monday night to find out if I'm actually going to take it home. But yeah, it's happy happy end of fantasy season, Adam. Happy end of fantasy one. season. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It always is. And I hope everybody uh, enjoyed all the content, which is not going anywhere. We are a year-round show. Oh, yeah. We are going to be multiple times per week on Fantasy Football Today and 5, Fantasy Football Today, Fantasy Football Today newsletter. I'm going to have a early look, very, very, very early look at my 2023 rankings this week, and that'll be on CBS Sports HQ as well for the rest of the FFT team. So that's something to look forward to. But for now, let's uh, let's look ahead. Let's talk about week 17. Not a lot of uh, injuries that we need to know about. Nick Foles did leave the game. James Conner left with a shin injury. Jacoby Myers with a shoulder injury. Josh Jacobs was in and out early on, but he was fine. So I think for the most part, for those of you playing in Week 18, things look pretty normal, although, of course, we'll find out in the next couple of days. A bunch of people are going to be taking Week 18 off or not playing or what have you. So there will be a lot to uh, cover, but... Adam, let's talk about some winners and losers with an eye on 2023. And I think a big one for me is Mike Evans, who we talked about a lot in today's stream and in, in early in the morning. And he was someone that I kind of kept in the wide receiver two range all season, even when you know his production has not really justified it. And today was a good example of why. It's just anytime you're talking about downfield players, you're always talking about high variance players. And then Mike Evans for most of his career has scored a lot of touchdowns, but we have seen a few seasons where the touchdowns just haven't been there. The big plays were like just out of his reach, or he had a drop against Carolina the last time he played that could have been a 60 plus yard touchdown. Well, he caught them all today, 57 yard touchdown, 63 yard touchdown. Then he had another one for 30 plus yards. It was 10 catches, 200 yards and three touchdowns. Mike Evans, I didn't need to see this to feel good about Mike Evans next year, but I'm going to feel comfortable ranking him in the teens at wide receiver and uh, just a, a reminder of how high the upside is. How about you, Adam? It depends on his quarterback. I suppose if he's back. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Assuming the status quo. But this was such an amazing situation for him. You had a team without its top two cornerbacks. You had a team that was struggling against wide receivers. You had Evans trying to get to 1,000 yards, and finally some good luck goes. Not, not just good luck, but he's had some bad luck. Finally, some normal luck goes his way. But what troubled me so much was that uh, Mike Evans stopped getting the end zone targets and that Chris Godwin became his guy. So that's the kind of thing that's pretty difficult to pre- predict year after year. If he is just a downfield, high-volatile guy, he wouldn't be anywhere near the teens, but... For me, anyway, but we'll see. You know, we'll, there's there's just too much to be determined for him. It, it really starts with who the quarterback is, and then I guess what else they bring in. Um, uh, yeah. Do you have any other? Uh, I'll guess I'll, I'll throw out one that's related. Devonte Adams oh, doesn't really matter who the quarterback is. Forget him. Can we talk about Daniel Jones already? Sure. Okay. Long term Daniel Jones extension. Let's go, baby. I talk think yourself that, into it. 
Well, I think that he's going to be top five among quarterbacks in rushing. Mm-hmm. And that really changed his game this year. And Heath said that he's QB 10 right now. Uh, he was after the after the uh, afternoon slate. So I think if they add a good wide receiver, a guy who can make plays for him, then you do start talking about him as someone that you're drafting. You're not as a starter. I think he'd be, you know, like QB 16 or something like that, somewhere in that range. But I just did my top 12 quarterbacks, and it's kind of hard, you know. Yeah. Uh, especially once you get after 12. I think probably is going to be a close to consensus 12. But you've got Andrew Thomas at left tackle. If Evan Neal takes a step up at right tackle, you got like, franchise bookends potentially at tackle. And if they get a wide receiver for him, the way he was running the ball, I do think that there's a lot of potential that we could not have seen this time a year ago for Daniel Jones. So he is a winner for me going forward. And let's talk about some losers and with an eye on 2023. I'm just happy I don't have to worry about why Alvin Kamara is not getting the ball anymore because his usage in the second half of the season especially has just been completely impossible to figure out. He's averaging, I think it's 2.9 catches per game since week eight. He had eight, nine catches in week eight. Since then, 2.9 catches per game. His career average is five. So that's 40% lower. It's just been a really terrible stretch for Galvin Kamara. And, you know, assuming he'll be suspended next season for his off-field legal issues, I'm, you know, definitely not going to be targeting him as an RB1 like I was this year. And, you know, not sure I'm going to even feel that confident in him as an RB2 for next season. Yeah, I think uh, the, the end's probably near for him. Taysom Hill killed him today because if he had a touchdown, he has a really good day against the Saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, against the Eagles, pardon me, he got enough work, but it, it was weird how they used him and one catch, one target. They're not really throwing that much. They're not really throwing that much to anybody, but a loser I have going into next year, it's kind of a weird one, but it's Drake London. And it's just, it, it's just a reminder with all these guys. If you're on a bad passing offense, you throw Kyle Pitts back in there. Remember, he's done all this at the end of the year without Kyle Pitts. Yeah. If they don't upgrade at quarterback, I think London and probably Pitts as well will be overdrafted. I, I just, I don't see two consistent options in the passing game on this team if they go back to not really caring so much who they have at quarterback, not investing that much in the position, and just being a super run-heavy team. So, uh, unfortunate ending for London. I did like him this week. I didn't love him, but I liked him, and he he was mostly a dud. Yeah, th- that'll definitely depend on you know what kind of moves they make at quarterback. I would be surprised if they went into next season with just Desmond Ritter. I'd be surprised if they brought Marcus Mariota back to start. So, you know, we'll see what the quarterback room looks like for the Falcons, but. I really hope they get somebody decent. I want to see Kyle. I think Kyle Pitts and Drake London is going to be one of the best receiving duos in the league for a long time. So hopefully they get somebody who can get those two guys the ball and somebody that Arthur Smith actually trusts to throw the ball, which you know hasn't really been right. anyone that's- that they've tried this season. So, yeah, that's going to do it for FFT and 5. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about some top 12 quarterbacks. Adam teased that a little bit, but we'll uh, we'll have some more of that for you tomorrow. We'll see you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 